The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. We're in a unique time in the world. There's a lot going on, right, in the church and in the world in terms of, you know, division and difficulty and, and doubt. And I think God's doing something really powerful through this revival to heal, form, convert, unify, and send us on mission. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was the voice of a man you're going to be hearing very soon. His name is Tim Klimkowski, CEO of the National Eucharistic Congress, which I hope you've checked out by now. I know a lot of my colleagues have been talking about it. Uh, you can go to eucharisticcongress.org and get all the details on what's unfolding there. I, I want to put on your radar because I was talking to a bunch of people here at Relevant Radio just about how critical time is. I mean, we are getting very close to July. I, I was, we're done February. It's crazy, right? It is crazy. I don't know where the time is going. And uh, if you are making plans for vacation this summer, you know, you, you want to do something, I want to get you plugged into something that will be life-changing, a once-in-a-lifetime event happening right here in our own country. And you don't have to hop on a plane, you know, to fly overseas or do anything else. Uh, I'm talking about this National Eucharistic Congress. So if you're thinking about coming, uh, check out our uh, our website at Relevant Radio. You can check out Nativity Pilgrimage. There's special packages that we have there that can get you, um, you know, all plugged in. There's group travel packages. There's VIP travel. There's premium packages. There's all sorts of weekend exclusives. Check it out, okay? But um, I know you've been hearing a lot about it here on the network. Uh, it's the first time in about 83 years we've had a National Eucharistic Congress. And I don't think there's a better time. Uh, we need the love of Jesus Christ in our country today in a big way. I don't know if you caught my video. We sent out a little invitation a little bit earlier today, and I shared a little bit of history when Cardinal Mundelein organized the 1926 Congress here in Chicago. They had about 400,000 people pour in and around Soldier Field, and the, the black and white photos of it are awesome. You'll see it in the video, so make sure you open it and you view it, okay? Um, the nation was on fire with the Catholic faith. You know, 50 years later, 1976, our bicentennial year, it was amazing. My own home city, I was a young boy then, 1.5 million people descended on the city of brotherly love. Now it is our turn. Now I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of what is going to be a grace-filled event, and I hope you'll you'll come out. It's going to be in July, and I'd like to welcome to the conversation uh, Tim uh Tim Glumkowski is, the, as I said, the CEO of the National Eucharistic Congress. He joins us today to fill you in on some of the details and to talk a little bit more with me. Tim, good to have you with me. Good afternoon. Drew, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be with you. I am delighted to have you. Thank you for what you're doing, too, by the way. I know there's so much behind the scenes. I've been following this for months, and I'm glad we're now getting to the point where people are finally making commitments and they're deciding to fill that, that stadium. Uh, before we talk about the Congress, first, tell me a little bit about these Eucharistic pilgrimages that are happening. And this is a, an excellent way for a lot of people also to participate in other parts of the country. It's something that I don't think has ever been done anywhere before. Fill us in on those pilgrimages that are taking place around the country. Yeah, so these two big moments, the Eucharistic Pilgrimage in Congress as the high point of the National Eucharistic Revival, a three-year initiative of the U.S. bishops to rekindle a living relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist, um, really they work together. They're kind of not two separate things. It's one sort of two-month intercessory uh, action, witness, an action of witness of the church and evangelization initiative. So for two months walking uh, from north, south, east, and west, 6,500 miles total, 
uh, four groups of young adult pilgrims are going to be joined you know, by local parishes as they go across the country, the, the largest walking procession with Jesus in the Eucharist ever. And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of an extraordinary witness, like we said, but more than anything, an act of intercession and evangelization to help people encounter Jesus uh, and really pray for our country as they go on foot. Yeah, that's awesome. So this Congress is really the first one in 80-plus years. Um, and the, the last one, I think, it was held, uh, what, Philadelphia and then Chicago prior to that. Um, yeah, the history. Yeah, I loved it. You know, Yeah, you got it. I, I think it's awesome. I looked at some of the video, some of the footage from, from those events. It was really amazing. Culture's in a little bit of a different place today than it was, you know, uh, back, uh, you know, decades ago. I mean, faith, I, I don't know, the Eucharist and, and the faith had greater respect. We've seen, too, as you know, there's been an exodus from from the faith. We have the rise of the nuns. We have people uh, consistently polling in Gallup or Pew about not truly believing in the true presence. So I'm so glad that our nation's bishops have worked not, not just on having a Congress or a conference even, but three years of revival. And this really is the culmination of that. What do you think is going to happen? What kind of graces are people going to experience? How do you think the Holy Spirit is going to be at play here? How critical is it? That, that people come out and participate in, in what I think is going to be just an extraordinary national event. There's no doubt, like you said, it's a different time, right? There was a, a strength and a witness of the American Catholic Church at that point, the immigrant church, right, that really um, was on display in those big moments. We're in a time where uh, instead we're being invited on mission uh, as a church to go out, right, to the, to the lost and to the least, to those who have lost faith or might not have never known it. And the common core between both of those events is that we know where our hope comes from. We know where our life comes from. It's from Jesus and the Eucharist. And so whether we're a church that's being called to go out on mission or a church that's, you know, really thriving in some of those contexts, uh, what's, what's either way, you know, Jesus and the Eucharist is the same today and yesterday. And so what I think the grace is going to be is a new Pentecost grace for that moment of mission. What I think God is going to do is use this moment uh, not just to be a gathering or an event, but to be a real catalyst for saying to the U.S. Church, uh, I want to send you on mission in a new way, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And this moment, those who attend in person in particular, but really extending across the entire country, is going to be, I think, sort of a, a, a tentpole moment in terms of the missionary conversion of the Church in the United States. Yeah, I think it's going to be an incredibly grace-filled event too. I mean, when you see Eucharistic processions and the Lord being taken to the street, when there's 24 hours of Eucharistic adoration and people are praying. I remember years ago, I attended some sort of conference. It was a Eucharist, you know, Eucharistic oriented conference, but I just remember the reverence of 5,000 people at the end of that conference on their knees. I just remember feeling the Lord's presence in such a powerful way. And I, I take pilgrimages, you know, quite often, you know, throughout the years. And you go to specific places. Maybe you're bringing a petition for healing and you go to Lourdes, you know. Maybe you are going to go to Rome and pray at the tomb of John Paul II or some other place. The beauty of this Eucharistic Congress, that if you have a, a crisis in the family, if you have a health-related issue, if instead of getting on a plane and traveling overseas— you can literally travel here in our own country where it's safe, it's easy, and you can bring those intentions before the Lord. And I just think about the amplification of of the voice of the faithful there as we all gather together and we pray. I, I think, yeah, there's going to be grace. There'll be grace of conversion. I think there'll be healing that takes place. 
I'm assuming this is a family-oriented event, and I know not everybody in the family has the same level of faith, but I think it's great to bring those kids that are kind of lukewarm. I definitely think it's great to bring those teenage kids and those young kids. How's this going to be structured? Fill people in are saying, well, is this just for me and my husband, or is this a, uh, a family-oriented thing? I think, I think it's exactly what you said in its vision, Drew, of it's, it's, we're, we're pushing all in on God, right? Like what we're, what we're saying here is our hope and our life is going to come from Jesus in the Eucharist. I think you're right. We're going to see physical healings, emotional healings, psychological healings. I think there's going to be extraordinary, like this is going to be a historic moment that we look back on. For, I, I live in Denver, Colorado, right? We look back on World Youth Day 1993 and think what a historic moment and occasion yeah, yeah. that was our city in the church in the United States. And so what we've tried to do is structure everything on leading people to that place of encounter where they can meet God. So there's these morning tracks and impact sessions that are, yeah, there's family specific tracks where families can have programming together, not just, you know, sort of separate, having separate experiences, but, you know, led through um, formative experiences together. There's a youth track for those you know, rising high school to graduating seniors where they can basically have a youth conference experience uh, and then it, every night in the stadium, uh, everyone's going to be all together for these revival sessions where we're really going to encounter Jesus in Eucharist. So I can't agree more. Like one of the things I'm probably personally most excited about mm-hmm. is that we have four young kids and that my wife and myself and our four young kids get to have, they're going to go to Steubenville conferences someday. They're going to go to see conferences yep. someday and have these encounters with Jesus. This is one that we're going to have all together and that we're never going to forget. You know, some people probably have already checked it out. I hope they will, by the way. Um, I hope you'll check out uh, the National Eucharistic Congress. Um, check out the package. I know Relevant's offering some packages through Nativity. I hope you'll sign up and come, whether you drive in yourself, whether you pitch a tent, be there. We want to fill that stadium. We want that stadium filled with with individuals. There are some people who say, man, Drew, the economy's kind of tight, and I don't know if I can really uh, afford to bring the entire family. My, my producer Maggie was telling me before I came in here, and I didn't know about this, but I understand there's a there's a fund, a solidarity fund, a, an assistance fund. Is there something out there that people might be able to tap into if they qualify because of their finances? Yeah, that's right, exactly. So we've tried to do a few things. Like um, for some people, the the real prohibitive factor is the length because they've got to get a hotel room for all that time. Or like you said, there's alternative housing options that can address some of that. But also the day and weekend passes that we launched to say, you know, if you're a family and I don't know, staying in a hotel room for five nights just doesn't feel like something you can do this summer. Just come for the weekend. Just come for Saturday, Sunday. It's one night in a hotel room. Drive down from yep. Chicago or wherever you're at and, and, and at least have some of those high-point experiences on Saturday and Sunday. But you're right. We have a million dollars available in scholarships wow. to the Solidarity Fund. EucharisticCongress.org. The bishops and some key foundations stood up to say, we don't want finances to be an, an objection for anybody. Yeah. Uh, and so you can apply there today, right now. You just put in your name and email, a little information about your situation. We just distributed 400 scholarships um, th- uh, yesterday, I think. Wow. So, yeah, those, that's, that's open fantastic. right now. Yeah. That's fantastic. Tim, I'll tell you, let's take a phone call or two for you. If you want to join us, uh, feel free to dial in. The number is 888 Steve's in Northfield, Illinois. He's got a question for you. Hi, Steve. Hi. Um, my question is, we're taking our grandson and he's 11, well, he'll be 12 by that point. And I just want to get an idea, what is actually going to be available for kids? Because it seems to be something that's going on in the mornings, and he wants to participate, but uh, is he just going to watch a video, or what is going to, what are they going to offer? It's really dynamic programming, Steve, that for, for that family track experience or for the youth track experience. And then afternoons, too, there's a lot of 
uh, some of those specific experiences throughout the city that are going to be powerful for kids as well, too. I'd recommend you reach out to our team to maybe get a sense for more of the specifics. Hello at EucharisticCongress.org is going to be able to handle a lot of your questions. But um, he's, he's gonna, there's going to be a lot that's going to be age-appropriate and powerful and informative for him. And I think the evening sessions, too, in the stadium he'll find really impactful. They're stopped by the relevant radio broadcast booth. We're going to be live there along with my colleague, Patrick Madrid, and everyone who broadcasts with us. You, you know, Steve, I, I, Tim, I know you got a tight schedule. Just final thought here. Anything you want to leave people with? Oh, and by the way, my one of my colleagues here, a guy named Jake Moore, says he knows you. And he of says, course. he says, you know, Steve, he says, Tim was, he was so good uh, in dealing with parish renewal. Um, and I, I, you know, I see this not just as an individual thing, but I really hope parishes come in. I think new life is going to be breathed into a lot of parishes. I think the Eucharistic devotion there is going to become, uh, become enlivened as well. But, but your final thoughts and everything from parish renewal to anything you want to leave us with. I think that's it. I think it's what you said is pastors in particular, right? Like, um, your people want to be part of this. They're going to thank you for bringing uh, a group of them to this. I would look at your parish and say, who are the missionary disciples that I want to run with me uh, in the renewal of this parish uh, to, to take them to an experience that's going to uh, not just form them and have them give them an encounter with Jesus, but send them on a on mission in a powerful, unique way. Uh, and, and those people that you want to come back to your parish on fire for the gospel and on fire for um, renewing the Eucharistic life of your parish, uh, bring a bus of them to Indianapolis, and, and don't miss this. Like on July 22nd, 2024, everyone is going to say, uh, if they didn't come, like, I, I wish we had just gone. I wish we had been there. And so anything we can do to um, help you get there, let us know. Tim, I'll re-echo that. I remember 1993. Was it 93 or 94 when John Paul came to Denver? Um, yeah, yeah, 93, yeah. I, I had just started, like, a production company, and I sent a crew out there to go and to film and to document all the events were unfolding. I, for, I, in retrospect, I look back, I say, why the heck didn't I go? That was such a monumental, grace-filled event. So many vocations, so many graces came from that event. And I hope people will not put off the event for fear of finances or schedule or their PTO time work on it. And I'm telling you what, God will give back to you in ways that you might be surprised because when you give to him and when you put him first, uh, you'll have an encounter with him in a profound way. Tim, thanks for being here. Good to talk. They hope to do it again. Thanks so much, Drew, for having me. God bless you. We're so grateful for relevant radio. Well, thank you. We're grateful for you. That's Tim Gunkowski. And in the studio with me right now, my colleague and our chief financial officer here, uh, Preston and Alex, good to have you in here. Preston, good afternoon. Yeah, it's such a great talk with with Tim there. I I know that he's super excited. I'm hearing the enthusiasm from from parishioners, from listeners, from my own family that they that they're really getting starting to get excited for this event coming up here this 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 summer. It's July seventeenth yep. through the twenty first. It's it's going to be Wednesday through Sunday. You don't have to come every day, but they've actually planned this out to have a different theme for each day that builds upon each other so you know being there for the whole experience is gonna just really fill your heart with love for the lord it's gonna help get you back on track if you know a friend or family member that that needs a little bit of that push back into the faith you know bring them to the nec it's gonna be it's gonna be life-changing so you know give us some basics here i mean a lot of people are listening saying it sounds great I, i i'd like to come is there a website we can go and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't know Indianapolis. Where do I stay and how do sure. I get back and forth to the venue? I mean, what are some of the basics? How can people yeah. get plugged so, in? So 
there are some logistical questions here because Indianapolis is is a convention center. I mean, they have hosted the Super Bowl, so they have the capacity yep. to do this. Um, however, this is a large event, yeah. and so we do. Relevant Radio has a small block of rooms that we're making available through travel packages. You can go to our website, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app. Just type on the the front banner there or relevantradio.com slash travel. This is this is um, going to give you access to that block of rooms that Relevant Radio has. You can buy discounted admission tickets there, and, and that's going to help you possibly get there um, through through assistance through us. If you, if you don't want to go through us, that's fine. We just ask that you figure out a way to make it there because – you don't want to miss out on these sacramental graces that come when you're in person, you know, that, that ability to connect with God in the, in the Eucharist in adoration, when you have 50 bishops and hundreds of priests and thousands, tens of thousands of Catholics praying together, this is not something that you want to miss. You're going to want those graces that are going to come from going to this event. Now, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, I went to the website and I know one of the reactions, I'll be honest, people say, oh, it's a lot of money. Um, I was glad to hear about that package that came along. But, you know, when, when I sit down and I look at this, I take a lot of pilgrimages. Yeah. They're, they're expensive. Airfare, you know, transportation back and forth, hotel rooms. I, you know, this might be a shock to people, but I don't think it's that expensive, to be honest with yeah. you. When you take a look at the numbers here. And the other thing, too, Preston, maybe you can speak to this. I, I wouldn't put it off because I know we are limited yeah. with the amount of packages that yeah. we have available to people. We, so, Yeah, we have a very, very select group of rooms. That's it. Um, for the downtown area in particular. And, it, I mean, if you don't believe me that these things are sold out, yeah. go ahead and try and Google yeah, hotels, right. downtown Indianapolis. You know, there's it's specifically in the downtown area where it's going to be where you're not traveling half hour, hour at night um, after the Congress. I mean, if you're doing that, if you're if you're an hour out, you're you're going to be, you know, traveling in early, early morning and you're not going to be getting home till really late. So um, I would recommend trying to get a hotel downtown. The way to do that is to go through Ellen Radio um, and. It's going to make it a lot easier of an experience for you. The other thing, too, you know, so you you get it through Relevant, but I'm looking at the packages now, and they range from group travel packages to VIP packages and everywhere in between, right? But, you know, you get to travel with Relevant Radio Family, it says here. You get to meet and greet with Father Rocky and me and Patrick and all the other show hosts. Kale's going to be there. Timory's going to be there. Father Simon's going to be there. You know, we're family. I I was thinking about this. and We hang out. You hang out with us every day. Now's a chance to put a face with the voice and a chance to say hello Come get a picture get pictures <laughs> yeah, it's great. book signed and, and something else fun. you know it's it's a whole new experience seeing someone live and like you're going to give a great breakout session on yeah. on friday from two to four make sure if you've already registered go in and make sure you register for the relevant radio breakout session on friday yeah. um it's not yet sold out that's another good reason to sign up now today to get at least your ticket because what's going to happen is is they're going to sign people up for breakout sessions and once those 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 those, those sessions are full they're full. They're sold out. The The room capacity can hold only so many people. Yeah, They're true. actually having every person that attends sign up for their breakout sessions. So if you want to make it to the Relevant Radio one, they actually had so many people sign up for Relevant Radio, they had to move it to the biggest room. So, Did they really? Yeah. So we have a larger room, but it still could sell out. So, you know, we're we're needing everybody to go in and, and sign up today so that make sure you can register for the sessions you want to see. If there's a speaker you want to see, if you want to see Drew Mariani, Patrick mm-hmm. Madrid, Father Rocky live on stage in just a powerful experience that's that's something you need to sign up for sooner than later it's going to be a good event it's going to be a lot of fun i I can't wait and um like i said 
Fire marshal codes limit how many people can be in the room. So <laughs> sign up. It's yeah. great to know. I didn't know that. See, I yeah. learned something new today. I didn't realize that they said, yeah. okay, we got to move you to the biggest they, room. They already have some sessions that are already, already sold out, you know, so, so for some of the smaller rooms. And there's going to be great speakers there. I mean, one of my oh, favorites phenomenal. is Father Barron, Bar, uh, uh, Father yeah. Mike Schmitz is going to be there, Father uh, Bishop Cousins is going to be there. Yeah, I mean, Sister gonna be, Miriam, Sister Josephine. There's. I, it, it's crazy. Um, should I get Marcy? Let me bring her in. I'll, Marcy's got a question for you, uh, President. Okay, sure, yeah, uh, no Hancock, problem. Wisconsin. Uh, Matt, Marcy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Hey. Um, I, I I have a question. I don't need airfare. Yeah. I, I live close enough I could drive. Perfect. Is there a package that I could get uh, yeah. That I would be with the relevant radio family and the meet and greet and get into, um, you know, for the week. Yeah. So right um, now the packages online are, are including airfare and the cost. But if but, you don't need that, we can we can do the their, their nativity pilgrimage is great. They can customize each package for your needs. So if you don't need the you don't need the flight, but you need a hotel room or or you just want the ticket, they're able to work all those things out for you. Um, you can go to the relevantradio.com. It's on the homepage. Or I have a phone number where they're actually having representatives and they yeah, they can actually answer right your there. questions. So the phone number here is eight four four. Four zero zero nine five five nine. Again, that's eight four 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 zero zero nine five five nine. Did you get that? Yes, and if I, I could tell them that I want a package yep. that would include me being with the relevant radio family meet and greet and all of that. That's right. right? So, yep, that's and exactly what you get. Yep, and the hotel rooms. Yep, so you'll be in the same block of rooms with the relevant radio, the same same block of rooms that Drew Mariani and Father Rocky are stayed in. Well, we might keep you up at night. <laughs> it's going to be loud. Us. I mean, I don't know what all the rooms would be around around the same place, but they'll be in wow. the same kind of hotels. We have the same. We have three hotels that yeah, we're probably see you at breakfast or bumping you in the elevator. Be yeah, fun. it'll, it'll be, be great. Fun to hang out with so, everybody. yeah, you can. De- we'll definitely be able to accommodate you. Yeah, I love I love this family. Okay, Mar- Marcy, it'd be great. I hope you I hope to see. To. I hope it works out. <laughs> Press give me the number again because I didn't write it down. It's 844 That's a that's a number that's specific for, for travel Thank arrangements you, to help ask questions about the NEC in particular. So it's gonna take you right to Nativity Pilgrimage. They'll be able to answer all your questions, get you signed up right away if you want. And and you'll be ready to go. So I'm assuming we're going to be shuttling to you know with the people who are in our hotels. We'll yep. take the same we'll shuttles have, over to the venue. And yeah, do our we'll thing. be using the same shuttles. It's it's going to make it easier fun. to get between the convention center and the Lucas Oil Stadium for the different sessions. I can't and wait. and what's one of the more incredible things that's happening there is one of the largest Eucharistic processions that's ever taken place. I mean, imagine wow. being able to walk so through the cool. streets in Indianapolis as this big show of force of love for the Catholic faith. You know, we, that's only going to be possible if you show up, you know, we need, it's not enough for you and I to say there's tens of thousands of people there. We actually need every one of you that's listening to actually show up in Indianapolis because that's going to show the culture that the Catholic church matters, that we care about our faith, that we care about Christ and that we matter to America. Yeah, and look, 80,000 people. It should be sold out is what I, I thought when I first heard word of it. I'm like, I should get my hotels. You said, oh, we're going to go. So I, yeah. I held back because I knew I'd be broadcasting live there. But, you know, you're talking about 1.5 million historically, 400,000 in Chicago before. Yeah. Don't miss the opportunity. I just, I look at it spiritually. I mean, I am yeah. so excited about the graces that right. I'm going to receive. I've got intentions yeah. I've been praying for. Yeah. We're going to pray the chaplet there. Uh, Father Rocky's going to be praying the rosary on the main stage every night. Yeah. It's going to be a, there's going to be adoration. You'll probably see me in there. It's going to be great. Reba's in Roseville, California. Reba, you're on with uh, Preston Alex. Go right ahead. 
Hi, Drew. Hi, Preston. Thanks hey. for taking my call. I had a question about security. Earlier in the show, one of your guests was mentioning about how we're at an all-time uh, high for anti-Catholicism uh, and anti-Christianity. And we've seen before in mass events like this that there can be either domestic terrorism or international terrorism. And I'm just curious what the organizations are doing uh, at the Indianapolis level to keep everyone safe in that sort of situation. Yeah, great question. So that is a great question. So I, I, since the Relevant Radio is the presenting sponsor for the National Eucharist Congress, we have access to the leadership there and, and, and having these conversations early on. They have the level of security that's equivalent to the Super Bowl. So, like, when you start having a, a mass gathering of 60,000, 80,000 people, yeah. you're required to have a certain level of security that's just unmatched across the country. So, I I, I personally have eight kids. I feel comfortable bringing them there. Bring them late? We'll see about the little ones. We'll see. <laughs> but it, I, I, the point is I'd be comfortable. I think the security is going to be there. They are requiring attendance badges for everybody. That So, one of the challenges is they, they want to open up mass for, for the general public, but for security reasons, you need to be signed up yep. to, to go. So that's why when you're like, why do I need a ticket to go to mass? It's because of security reasons. So, so you yeah. do need okay. to sign up to, to go to all the, the experiences there. Reba. Thanks. Bye. I hope to yeah, see you. Thank you. I hope you'll be there. It'd be good. Um, I was just down in Florida for the, uh, uh the, the Knights of Columbus Supreme convention. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you what, there, they had all these nights and we were broadcasting live down there and, just being present with that many people in prayer at mass, the music was so celestial. It was so divine. My spirit just felt so lifted. I cannot imagine what's going to happen at this event. I mean, what they're going to unfurl here. I mean, it's going to be unlike anything anyone else experienced. Hang with me for another minute here. I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, a couple more calls for you. We also have coming up sister Josephine Garnett. She's going to be stopping by, uh, but we'll take one more or two more calls for Preston. He's going to be back again a little bit later. He can answer a few more of your questions, but very quickly, if you're interested in going, you're talking about a national radio broadcast here. We're talking about limited packages that Relevant has. If you're even consider going, make this call right now. It's 844-400-9559. That's 844-400-9559. I'll be right back. Stay with me. The Drew Mariani Show. Connected. Connected. Relevant Radio. Be who God meant you to be and you'll set the world on fire. This is the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, you want a little more history? The uh, experience of a Catholic uh, pilgrimage, the Nas- National Eucharistic Congress of Tradition, actually dates back uh, to beginning in, eight, in the 1880s. They were back in France when tens of thousands of pilgrims gathered. And then it hopped a pond in 1895. It was hosted all over the states, from Washington to Philadelphia to Omaha to Chicago. Millions of Catholics have gathered to celebrate their faith. And there's nothing like Mass with tens of thousands of people. I'm telling you, it is a surreal experience. Sister Josephine Garrett is going to be with me in just a moment or two. And I don't want to leave her waiting too long, but I know a number of you have got a few questions for Preston Alex, who's with us. And if you're just tuning in, we're filling you in on something that is extraordinary. There is a Eucharistic Congress taking place in July. 
And I'm telling you, seats and packages are very limited. So we want to really allow our relevant radio family an opportunity yeah. to get in early. The packages are limited, but the tickets the tickets are limited as well. But there's a lot more tickets available. So and even packages, if, you, even yeah. if you, you're not unable to go with us as a package, we have discounted tickets available as well, too. Just go to relevantradio.com and just click on the banner. All right, Sharon, in Aurora, Illinois, you're on with Preston. Go right ahead. Hi, Preston. Is there any opportunity to be able to come via a camper? Uh, so there, there are place to park. Or? Yeah, that's that's something I would say to call uh, Nativity Pilgrimages on. Um, that phone number again is eight four 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 zero zero nine five five nine. There are campgrounds around there. It, the campgrounds might be a little bit more of a difficult situation unless you get in right now because there's a NASCAR event the that same weekend, and they tend to use okay. the campgrounds and the camper um, right. facilities. Right. So I would say if you want to use a camper, you got to figure that out sooner than later just yeah. to make sure that you don't okay. get edged out by the, the NASCAR crowd. It's a great question. I'm sure a lot of people would love to do that. Thank you, Sharon, very much for your for your call. But that's the it's the other thing. You got NASCAR in town the same yeah. time. That's so, why yeah. we really want a relevant radio family to so, go ahead and yeah, get well, in that early. That goes for all the hotel rooms too, not yeah. just the campgrounds. You know, there's going to be a lot of people there that week. So come on, relevant radio, get Let's in, get in. Uh, Barb in uh, in Michigan. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey. Hey, I was there, and we were on the Italy pilgrimage together. So uh, nice to hear from uh, you both. It's great uh, to have you here, Barb. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks hey, for calling we, in. Um, I was at the National Youth Conference in November in Indianapolis. Oh, wow. And there was 14,000 about of us, and anybody worried about the security, you know, the kids always had to have their badge on. They checked the bags before he went in to Lucas Oil, and the adoration was unbelievable. Bishop Cousins talked, and it's just, it's a great place. You know, every October, they have 80,000 FFA kids there for their national convention. So that's a place that's used to having big crowds. Cool. Yeah. Are you going to this yeah. one, Barb? I am. I have all my stuff before <laughs> I found out you guys were doing it. Well, that's okay. Well, it's good. That means you're a planner. I like that. We're that's gonna right. see. You stop by, say hello to yes. us though. It'd be great to see you. I will. I will. And Thanks. make sure you Thanks sign so up much. for the relevant radio breakout session on Friday. <laughs> You got it. All right. Hey, Barb, thanks. I got to leave it right there. Preston, we'll catch up again later. Again, one last time. If you are thinking about coming, call this number right now. They'll give you information and they'll help yeah. direct yeah, you to you whatever your need might be. If you have questions about travel, here's the number. 844-400-9559. 844-400-9559. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, it's good to have you. And don't put it off. Like we said, NASCAR's in town. It's going to be a busy weekend. Hey, I, there's some wonderful speakers at the event, as I said. Bishop Barron, who I love. I think he's an anointed man. You know, many of you love Father Michael Schmitz. Um, you're going to love Sister Josephine Garrett as well. Relevant, you know, Patrick and I and Father Rocky are all going to be uh, giving a presentation. But um, her story is great. You know, if you're, if you're a Protestant, turn up the radio right now. If you're not Catholic for lifelong Protestants, Giving up ways of thinking about the Catholic Church that have been ingrained in you since you've been born, I know it can be really difficult. That's why I have so much respect for so many of these converts. And then what can make it, I think, even more difficult is when you come from a black Baptist background. Not only do you have to change your understanding of the church and of Christ, but you also have to adjust to the fact that you're now going to be a minority when you go to worship on Sundays. And that was the experience of Sister Josephine Garrett. She's uh, now a fully professed member of the Sisters of the Holy Family of Nazareth. But she was raised in Houston. She was a black Baptist, and after college, she went on to become the vice president of the Home Loans Division 
at Bank of America's branch, and then she went on to become a Catholic uh, sister, and it was a long and windy route uh, with the Eucharist as a major part of her story. So I thought I'd have her stop by today and join us as we take a look at this great Eucharistic revival taking place in the country today. And sister, it's so good to have you with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm delighted to, to listen to you and to, to hear your story. I thought maybe we can get a little bit of it today, but I know you're going to be uh, making a presentation there as well. Uh, bring us back. You were raised, my understanding, by your aunt and uncle as a Baptist, but uh, there was something odd about your aunt's prayer life. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Bring us back if you could. <laughs> I love the description is odd. You know a lot. You I do know a little. Research. You're a good radio host. Thank yes, you. I was I was adopted by my aunt and uncle uh, when I was eight years old, and my aunt is uh, my aunt by marriage, and she is from a country, a beautiful small country in the Caribbean called Dominica which is deeply Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, But we went to um, a small Southern Baptist church called Central Garden growing up. And we had family and friends there. And she just really wanted, after losing our mom and dad, she wanted us to feel connected and have community. And uh, that's what drove that choice. And, um, but she did pray like a Catholic my whole childhood. I just didn't know that's what praying like a Catholic look like. So she would pray morning prayer, like liturgy of the hours. I'd be in the car with her before going in the, the hospital volunteer in the summer, and I'd be like, what is she saying? And novenas and her rosary. She continued to keep uh, the prayer of the church and devotions of our faith, but I didn't I didn't realize until I was older um, and encountered these myself as a Catholic. So, yeah. Yeah, your first taste of, of Catholic life was something that you uh, really weren't prepared for, it, right? Did, did you have any idea <laughs> that applying to go to the University of Dallas meant you were applying to a Catholic college? Because it was a, it was a it was an eye-opener for me, too. I thought University of Dallas. I thought it was just some secular university. But I know the people there, and, man, what a great institution that is. I don't think enough people mm-hmm. know about how well they form their students. But but fill me in on that that part of your story. Yeah, I'm very grateful. I remain very grateful for the University of Dallas and um, the way that they helped to form my mind and heart. But I, when I met the admissions counselor. I met him at a fair at my high school. A bunch of schools were there and I had no idea the school was Catholic or had a religious identity. Um, He seemed nice. Um, He talked about the type of community that it was. I liked that it was a small school. Everyone I talked to, they knew I wasn't Catholic. It's probably why they didn't tell me how Catholic they were. And so when school started, I really, and I was 18. I don't know how much an 18-year-old would be present to all that. But so I arrived at the University of Dallas not understanding uh, that it was Catholic and had such a deep Catholic identity. Um, But I tell people it obviously made an impression on me um, because, you know, I'm now Catholic myself and a sister. Um, At University of Dallas, all sophomores have an invitation opportunity to spend a semester in Rome. University of Dallas has a campus built in the outskirts of Rome. And uh, that's what really, I think, initiated a love uh, of the church for me. And just I started to become captivated during that time in Rome. How can you not, right? I mean, Rome. Yeah. (laughs) So spectacular. Everything from the architecture to... You know, some of the great martyrs in the history, people who laid their life down. Uh, You know, uh, you and I both know and we believe profoundly that our Lord is present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. What was your encounter with the Eucharist? I mean, going from 
a Protestant faith, especially Baptist. Um, when did you first become aware of, of Catholic teaching on the Eucharist? And what was that experience like when uh, you were in our Lord's presence? I, when I think about it now, it's interesting how you ask it, because I remember looking back at my time at University of Dallas and how many times, thinking about how many times I passed Jesus and his Eucharistic presence on that campus and was unaware of him. Um, and so in my, in the process of discerning to become Catholic um, and being in RCA was the time that I really began to have a deep love and devotion for the Eucharist. And it was rooted in this like promise to be aware of the Lord yeah. um, in the tabernacle in, in his Eucharistic presence. I remember the night after I was received into the church that Saturday vigil, I was walking back uh, to our cars with two friends who had come from Houston who were not Catholic. And the three of us were walking towards the Adoration Chapel at that church, and they were on my left and right. And I remember um, acknowledging Jesus in his Eucharistic presence there and knowing that they on my left and right didn't understand that, you know, and wouldn't think to do it. And I just, I remember thinking in that moment, like, it's a privilege to be aware of your Eucharistic presence. Um, and I want to know that you're there. Um, and so I think it's been a process of like growing and more and more love yep. for Jesus present in the Eucharist. And so I would say, yes, becoming Catholic, I was drawn to the Adoration Chapel. It was in, um, before our Lord in Adoration at a youth retreat where I began to feel called to religious life. Yeah. So it's been a development. Well, While I'll tell I you what. UD, yeah, I wouldn't say that it was very much there, but definitely after. Let's do this, sister. I need to take a short pause. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, maybe you're not Catholic and, and you're listening. It's so good to have you with <laughs> me. And maybe you, like sister, have felt this pull. There's something about Catholicism that, I don't know, has an anointing, is drawing you. Um, and mm. you want to know more. I really invite you to learn a little bit more about our faith and to really experience what we what we would die for, and that's the Eucharist. Um, our Lord is truly present mm. in it. And says, when we come back, maybe you can address someone who is away from the faith, and we'll hear the rest of your story, how you ended up becoming Catholic, and some of the maybe the obstacles that you faced, and and so much more. If you want to join us, feel free to. I'll open the phone lines too. You can dial in at triple eight. 914-9149. Stay with me. My conversation with Sister Josephine Garrett, her amazing story, continues right after this. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. My desire for the Congress is, I mean, it's simple. It's a sincere encounter with the Eucharistic Lord for as many Catholics in our, in our country as is possible. I just want people to really know that like Jesus and the monstrance is being raised up in this land for you. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. The voice of Sister Josephine Garrett and what an amazing story she has. She's a licensed counselor, serves as a school counselor for the Cathedral Grade School in Tyler, Texas. Uh, she also is a, um, a member of the Sisters of the Holy Family of Nazareth, was raised in Houston as a black Baptist, and God's grace prevailed, reached her, brought her um, into this beautiful call to uh, to religious life. It's so good to have her with us today. And we're talking a little bit about her her conversion. She's going to be one of the keynote speakers or one of the main speakers there. She's a breakout session. 
She's going to be speaking out as well at the Eucharistic Congress, which is going to take place in July, and that's closing in on us. If you want to attend that Congress, you want to hear Sister or Patrick Madrid or Father Rocky or me or Father Mike Schmitz or uh, Father Barron or Bishop Cousins, and the litany goes on. I'm only scraping the service. There's some really dynamic, some of the best Catholic speakers in the country are going to be there. Um, You can get information about travel packages, the hotel rooms and and transportation and and other information by calling this number. It's 844-400-9559. That's Nativity Pilgrimage. You can go to Relevant Radio's website, do a search for the NEC, the National Eucharistic Congress, or go to their website uh, as well and get all the info that you want. Sister, it's really good to hear uh, have you here with me today. Uh, you eventually ended up becoming Catholic. We only have a few minutes, so I'll jump right into your story. I, I'm just curious because we started talking about uh, really how your uh, well, uh, how you were inspired um, by your aunt's prayer life. What did she think when you became Catholic? What did your family think when you became Catholic? When I became Catholic, my family was supportive. They'll joke and say, look, there's worse things this kid can do. <laughs> um, but I, it was my aunt. I think it really um, joined into her own faith journey because she has since returned to the Catholic Church. Wow. She returned to the Catholic Church after my first vows. Oh, wow. So we Praise go to God. Mass together. Yeah, so I think it set her back into That's great reflection on her faith and, and the love she had of the Catholic church growing up in Dominica um, and how to integrate that, you know, living here in America. As my family was supportive. They all came for the vigil. We had a big brunch, you know, the next morning after the vigil, it was even my brothers um, who were both uh, anti can be anti-faith in some ways, even they were deeply moved um, by the community of faith. So, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. What, a, what an incredible testimony. I love it. Um, you're going to be speaking at the, the Congress. What are you going to be talking about, by the way? I am going to be talking about, in a breakout session, living community and building the kingdom, doing ministry in a context where we're all still that's in the great. process of being healed. <laughs> so uh, building the kingdom in a messy, with messy folks, because we're all, people are messy. Yeah, we certainly um, are. <laughs> and then I'll be speaking at one of the revival sessions on the night of healing on the topic of healing. And we could talk about that in a minute, but let me grab a few phone calls. There's a couple people who do want to talk to you. Rose okay. is listening in Los Angeles, California. She's a convert to the faith as well. Rose, good afternoon. You're on oh, the yay. air with Sister Josephine. Good, good afternoon, Drew. I am so excited to be able to get in so quickly. I'm 84 years old, and, and to your lovely sister guest here, I'm so happy that you're here. I've listened to Relevant Radio. I've been a convert now for over 60 years. I am the first uh, generation Catholic in my family. I've had four daughters I've raised, and I had a difficult time. I had a struggle to stay in my faith. I was gone for almost 15, 20 years, and the Holy Grace brought me back because my Mm -hmm. family didn't want to accept me, and I was converted from being a Baptist. And very, very quickly... I became Catholic at 19 years old because I married a military man, wow. went to Minnesota. But at that time, my family did go to church. My dad did take us to this little Baptist church. So when we got there, we stayed with this family who I did not know who they were, but they were beautiful people, and they were Catholic. 
And so the lady invited, she said, you want to go to church? Well, I said, I'm used to going to church every Sunday. She said, well, come with me. Guess what? I was baptized at the big, beautiful St. Paul Cathedral <laughs> in St. Paul, Minnesota. And by the time I got back to my family, we were gone about 17 months stationed there. By the time we got back, my family was so devastated. My mother, my father, my aunts, uncles. And then I found out. One aunt, who I didn't realize she's gone to God, bless her heart, she was Catholic, but I didn't know that. Then I tried to have memories that she had taken me in Wichita, Kansas, to this little black chapel that they had there. I didn't know it was Catholic. And later on, years after I got converted, I was talking to her about that. We were saying the rosary, I can't remember exactly. And I said, Aunt, did you take me to this little chapel when we were, when I was about 12 years old? She said, you remember that? And I said, yes, I do. So you see the, oh, the great Holy Spirit works. And sister, thank you for being on the air. I'm so excited to know. And Drew, thank you for having her on. I, I know that Reverend Radio is a very good station to listen to. Wow. There's so much I've learned about it from you. And praise God is so true. Praise God for Amen. you, sister. Well, Rose, at 84 years of age, you sound like you're 34. I, your voice energy, is, yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> uh, and I love to hear... The, uh, my producer said she's a black convert, came out of Baptist, out of Baptist faith like you, sister, and entered the Catholic uh, Church. I, you know, God's grace is really working. What would you say to other Baptists, Protestants, non-Catholics right now? Because I know many of them think that Catholics are going to go to hell, right? But um, what would you say to, to those who are maybe considering coming in? And what would you like to share about the Catholic faith, maybe what you found in it? What I found in the Catholic faith um, was not a departure from the faith that I was raised in. It was a continuation, a deepening and a fulfillment. And so I know I had the idea that I had to leave things behind, but God's economy doesn't necessarily work like that. It's more like a fulfillment, um, um, a deepening, a more profound understanding. Of, of, and so that was my experience. And so I really encourage people who are feeling a tug, feeling a curiosity, feeling drawn or attracted uh, to go to Mass and to spend time before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. It's not a super sensational response, right? And we love our sensation, um, but it is radical uh, to go to Mass and to spend time before the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament uh, is the most powerful force in the world, um, but that power is born in humility and quiet, and so I think that's why sometimes we can miss it, um, that there is power with spending time before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So that's my encouragement. Well, Sister, I look forward to seeing you in uh, in Indianapolis. It'll be fun. I hope you'll stop by. Maybe we can get you back on the air and hear much more of your story. We're about to pray the chaplet, so I will remember you and your intentions in our prayers. Please remember me Thank and you. all who I pray will. with us in your and I'm prayers. I'm very grateful for the Relevant Radio ministry, so thank you. I just, yeah, if you, on the other side, like when you get to heaven, you will get, finally be able to see all that was accomplished for God's kingdom, so thank you. And won't <laughs> thank that be great? Much. And I know you're going to be talking about healing. Anything you want to leave with those who maybe are suffering right now? Mm, yes, that God said to each of us that we will have trouble in the world. One of my friends said once that this is a promise in scripture, not maybe we'll have trouble or perhaps, but we all will. 
um, that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, uh, that suffering and trouble will not have the final say in your story and in your life. Amen, amen, amen. Sister, thanks. Mm -hmm. We will catch up soon, okay? God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. That's Sister Josephine. Garrett, and let's pray for her. The chaplet is just about a minute or two away. If you want to get in, you can join me now. The number is 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. We also are streaming the chaplet, so if you want to join us in studio, you're more than welcome to go ahead and do that on YouTube and on Facebook. And um, Facebook is the Drew Mariani Show or the relevant page, either one. And then, of course, if you don't get through on the phones, they tend to fill up pretty quickly. Maggie is on X. That's formerly Twitter. You can send her a post at Drew Mariani Show, at Drew Mariani Show, and uh, Maggie will give voice to those particular intentions. So let's pray for one another, all right? Let's pray for one another. Let's pray that maybe you can join the relevant radio family there in Indianapolis. If you're interested in going, check out our webpage. Also, you can call 844-400-9559. 844-400-9559. That's Nativity Pilgrimage. They'll fill you in on all the details. Chaplet straight ahead.